What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? It is the Unfiltered Experience. It is Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, your place where we expand your mind, your confidence, and your opportunities to believe in yourself and have amazing conversations that make the world a better place to be. And I am Christopher Roush, your No Excuses Coach, and I am joined by... Scott Goyette. What's up, Mr. Scott David Goyette? How's your week going, brother? Uh, it's busy. Good busy. Um... I've been uh, playing in that space of trying to be a human being instead of a human doing, but I've had a lot to do. So here we are. Yeah. Right. Nice. What's been the highlight of your week this week? Highlight of the week. Besides talking week. to me right now. Oh, well, I was going to say it was, it was when you sent me that nice little voice text just to check in with me and make sure I was okay. That was nice. Yeah. Um, all of it, man. Like all of that, like it's, I like getting back from Costa Rica and, and you know, you reintegrate to your regular life. So it's been fun just reconnecting with people and uh, getting over the gym and knowing that I'm going to start teaching my students again. So it's been good. I'm enjoying it all. How about you? Awesome. I'm good. I'm good. I got uh, some of the book written this week. Uh, I got to have a meeting with one of my mentors that I haven't seen in like three years. He's like, where's the book, Chris? And I'm like, yeah, I know. And he was like, if it doesn't generate income or if it's not the book, don't do it. So he was like kicking my ass. Did that, uh, got my videos done from the power of we, I posted that on LinkedIn today and, uh, made some connections, possibly have a new coaching client and, um, yeah, just rocking and rolling, just rocking and rolling, just enjoying stuff. My son started kindergarten on Monday. We were talking about that a little bit, you know, 10 years ago, your daughter was five and now she's 15 and driving and Jackson started kindergarten this week. So it was kind of, he was worried about it, but now he's rocking and rolling. He's meeting new kids. He has a, he has a girl. He's a, I said, well, do you have a new friend? He says, yeah, it's Addison. And I said, Oh, what do you like about Addison? And she goes, she's beautiful. And I'm like, that's my boy. <laughs> Five years old, already turning on the charm, baby. Turning on the charm. So it's all good. We're all healthy. Uh, Barb's birthday was yesterday. So we went and had a nice meal and celebrated her birthday. So it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah. It's all about it's all about focus and gratitude and blessings. We got Scott Ricard in the house. He says, "Good afternoon, Christopher and Scott. Good afternoon, Scott, for being here. Thank you." He says, "Yay, Jackson! Absolutely, yay, Jackson! Yay, everybody! I mean, you know, the world is a crazy place right now, and what we can do is focus on the moments and and focus on the intentionality of being beautiful people and having awesome conversations. So we're going to be doing that tonight. But first, of course, as always, we got to talk about our favorite organization, Help Heal Humanity, ladies and gentlemen." If you're looking for an organization to support, if you're looking for an organization that does great things in the world with an amazing leader, Miss Serena Buffalino, um, it really is truly a, a, a credible organization where right now we're raising $100,000 to send kids to school in Haiti so they can eat. Um, you wouldn't believe the devastation that's going on there. So we actually have a school in one of the hardest hit areas in uh, Haiti. So we appreciate your support. If you get value out of the show, which we know you do, whether it's live on the video cast or on the podcast, we appreciate you for supporting it. Go check out healthhealhumanity.org. Nobody takes a paycheck. All the money goes directly to the, the efforts that we're raising funds for. And we would just love your contributions. And moreover, if you happen to work for an organization that perhaps doesn't support a nonprofit right now, and you know the decision makers in those organizations, we would love love to have those names because what would be kind of cool is if we could actually get into some of these organizations and have like a percentage, you know, of, of the employee's paycheck go to a nonprofit organization um, that lowers your taxable income and it also helps somebody. So if you know the decision makers in those areas, we would love to know those because that's something we're pursuing right now. So we appreciate you guys. So if you get any value out of this and we know you do, if you could just contribute 
five bucks, 10 bucks, whatever it might be, everything helps. Plus, when you do that, you get this endorphin release because you know you're helping other people and especially the kids in Haiti. I mean, we actually do meal programs three times a week that we feed them three times a week. And sometimes that's the only food they get. It's pretty unbelievable. And to some people's questions like Chris, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on here in uh, the United States. Why don't you guys focus on there? We do things here as well. But the thing here is we have opportunity. We have opportunity for resources and there's programs and there's opportunities for us to get jobs and everything else. Those guys there have nothing. And it's absolutely devastation. They, if they get a tarp, they're happy. I mean, it's insane. So whatever you guys can do for us, we appreciate you. Serena Buffalino is a fan of the show. She's a personal friend of both of ours and we just love her to death. So whatever you guys could do, we appreciate you. And without any further ado, let's jump into us, Scott. Who is our oh, guest tonight? Um, well, just to echo what you said too, you know, one of the things that you guys, you know, you and I are always preaching is, you know, things like forgiveness, things that uh, don't always seem to um, help the immediate moment. We don't see what's happening from it. You know, when you forgive somebody else, or you forgive yourself, it's exponential. And I was thinking about that when you were talking about the, the things you can do in Haiti, you might throw a few bucks at it and not even know what happens there but you're literally changing the world. And you and I are always talking about self and extending the sense of self. There's a very big world out there, but at the same time, it's so small. And all those little nickels or all those little moments of kindness, all these things add up. So whether it's donating five bucks to help heal humanity or just saying thank you to the person at the cashier at the food, food store, let's do more of that and let's uh, help heal humanity together. Uh, speaking of healing humanity. Yes, um, yes, yes. When I was with Go Love Now, I still am with Go Love Now. I started. <laughs> it's right behind um, you. It's right behind me. Uh, when I started Go Love Now, I had an amazing cameraman who worked with me for the first few years and did a lot of the videos that you guys can check out, Michael Goodman. And over the years, I'd listen to stories about uh, his brother. And Michael was always having great things to say about his brother. Moved up to California. Um, met a good friend of mine, Thomas Neese, who's been on this show. And now... Uh, Michael's brother, Stephen Goodman, has done all kinds of really cool things, and he's had some tough times. It hasn't been easy for him. And so I want to bring this guy on because I think that a lot of you guys will relate to him and realize this might not be an easy world, but we can make some choices to make it a better world, and it all starts with us. So let's welcome Stephen Goodman. What's up, brother? Stephen Goodman. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> welcome to the Unfiltered Experience. How are you doing tonight, man? Good. How are y'all? Kicking ass and taking names, baby. I don't even need to take names anymore. No names? You <laughs> no just names. kick asses and then you I just leave. kick asses, man. I just kick asses. You know, I actually feel like that's weird. helping humanity, Chris. You got to at well, least take you know, names. I love it's funny is I love people. I love people to death. But the, the truth be told is when I get behind the wheel, I become an asshole. Like I just I go insane. But here's the other thing. Lately, I posted about this earlier this week is as I'm having a problem with people who I accept their friend request or their connection request on LinkedIn or whatever, and they immediately pitch me. And it's just absolutely mind blowing. So I'm kind of having fun with these people. One of the things I'm doing with them is they're like, do you da 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 da? And they ask me a question about my business or something like that. And I answer them like stupid answers like a tuna fish sandwich or I'm going to the pool today and it drives them crazy. And it's I'm like, do you actually realize or does this actually work like you know, friend requesting somebody and then also all of a sudden going into a pitch. And like, do you think that actually gets business? All right, Chris, here's what I'm going to do back to you. Your friend just told you something. If it's not the book or it's not making you money, don't do it. Yeah. So if you're going to waste your time doing that, here's my suggestion. Literally just send me a link to sign up for your coaching and say you might need this. And maybe you get somebody that's actually proactively. That's actually that's a hilarious. great idea. I didn't think about that. I'm I wasn't there for you, Chris. People, but... That's why I'm your co-host. I'm there to help you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So let's get back to the program right now. Steven, 
what's going on, man? I'm gonna let Scott ask the first question since he's aware of you and uh, just appreciate you being here tonight. And we got some beautiful people in the house already. We got Ray, we got Robert, we got Lee. Um, and uh, as always, guys out there in the audience, we thank you for being here, whether you're live or on the replay. And uh, by all means, ask any questions that you would like. Engage with us. We appreciate you. This is a conversation we're having at a bar or a coffee shop, and you guys are all with us. So by all means, Scott, take it away. Absolutely. So one of the things I want to start with is, you know, Chris and I are always big fans of backstory. Like, you know, why are we even here? You know, and Chris, uh, was it 17 cats, one car, mom, you know, living homeless. Like he's had some crazy stuff in his life. And we've had a lot of guests who have experienced homelessness um, in their lives and found a way through and, you know, did something great in this world, found their brilliance and shared it. So if you want to just back up a little bit and just talk about, I don't know, maybe the last like 10 years, 20 years about experiencing homelessness and how that's brought you to where you are. And then we can talk about what you're doing now. But I think that backstory is uh, super important. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I guess uh, the way I tell it is uh, I've been homeless twice. One time was not on purpose. The other time was actually on purpose. And uh, the way that um, I tell it is like, you know, like the first time, you know, I, I really messed up in my early 20s. I, um, you know, I was, I, was, I was using drugs a lot. I was drinking, smoking cigarettes, all that stuff. And uh, just eventually my parents just got tired of it and kicked me out of the house and just said, here, that's your life now. And, uh, and I, I had like $1,000 for my paycheck and I ended up selling a, well, and then I sold my, sold my drum set that I spent like, you know, all, all throughout high school, I saved with like four or $5,000 and I bought this nice, oh, and I bought it you know, in pieces. I had this like really nice drum set. I ended up selling that thing because I was like, well, I can't bring it with me in my car. And uh and uh and oh, i didn't ha i don't even know if i had a car at the time actually and uh anyways but i sold the drum set had, has, had a little bit of money uh bought the first thing i could to seattle and uh took a three-day bus ride up to seattle and um didn't have didn't, didn't have a place to live just like just figured i'm gonna have, i'm gonna find a place on the way up there and i did um but it took on the it was the third day on the bus that i did and it was like, no sleep at all you know because you can't really sleep on the bus and they should probably rework that a little bit, but but I had so thirty on the bus, found a place to live for like five hundred dollars or something in Seattle. It was like I didn't I didn't I didn't know I didn't, didn't really know anything about housing at the time. I was in my early twenties, I guess, and I didn't know anything about prices, and I didn't know that five hundred dollars in Seattle was actually a really bad neighborhood. <laughs> so um, so I ended up staying in Seattle. I had like um, you know I had some I had some nice stuff with me. I, I had like some nice suits and like some nice you know some other you know. And uh, it turns out the the people actually ended up robbing me. Um, Whoa! They, they robbed me, and uh, I know that they had a gam gambling problem. And I won't, I won't get into judgmental stuff, but thinking it might have been to the for, to, so for gambling, I'm not sure. But they, whatever reason, they robbed me, and um, and then I, but I was I was you know smoking a lot of weed at the time, and uh, and that ended up interfering with the house again, and. Uh, so I ended up being kicked out of that house after they robbed me. And then that was my first experience at a homeless shelter. Um, anyways, I mean, I could go on. I mean, I, I, have, I had a lot of really rough experiences during that time when I was homeless, uh, not on purpose. And uh, it, was, it was just, you know, in and out of shelters. And uh, it was just a really rough time. Um, what, did you, what did you learn out of that experience, Stephen? And thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I learned that, I, I, that you pretty much can't die in America. <laughs> <laughs> like I learned that I learned that, that, you, that there's so many resources out there available like to you if you would use them you, we have it so good here man like yeah. you're not gonna die like 
I mean, there, I mean, there's people who gave me clothing, people gave me food. I mean, I, I had everything. I, I mean, I wasn't like, you know, I mean, I wasn't living a living a big or anything, but I, I had I had everything I needed, all my basic resources covered, you know. And uh, so, uh, anyways, I ended up meeting up with a guy. Um, uh, his name is Garrett. He uh, he he and he and this other guy ended up buying me. They said you need. They said you need to be back. You need you need to be back with your with your family. That's where you're gonna be. Uh, that's where you're gonna find. Um, that's where you get the most help. And I said, well, you know, actually, if I go back to my family, like they're gonna, I can't live at home. Somebody back. I'm either, I'm either homeless in Seattle or I'm, home, or I'm homeless in Austin. It doesn't really matter. They said, well, we're gonna get you back to Austin, and I ended up being homeless in Austin. So, um, but you know, fast forward a little bit, and my my parents ended up taking me back in. I decided to get clean from drugs. That was that was the biggest reason that I was kicked out, and uh, I got clean from drugs and. Um, you know, I, I did, did the AA thing. I, I went, I went, to, I went to the third step, and after the third step, and I think it was more for me. It's more just staying off the, you know, abstinence. So uh, after after the third step, I had been clean for I don't know how long, and I just kind of like, I've been pretty much, yeah, I did clean like ever since. You know, I had a couple of relapses. Uh, you know, everybody, everybody relapses a little bit, you know, after that. But I had a couple of relapses, didn't didn't last very long, and then um, and then I, I think it's been like five or six years that I've been clean now, but. Anyways, um, so I learned that I learned that you really can't die in America, and um, and that there's so much there's just so much love, so much support um, being given to people who really really need it, and um, and uh, and I and I was I was I was working this this time I guess I was like 25 26 years old. I was working at Taco Bell. I was a, I was a shift lead there. And I and I got this real just one night. I had this one like real eye opening idea for a business that hopefully might actually make a comeback um, mm-hmm. from somebody that I talked to today. And I, I don't really have time to get into the business, but it, it was so eye opening and like so like it was like my baby, you know. It was like it was like this thing, like I had to pursue it. It was like it was it was one of those, you know. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. okay, so I'm working at Taco Bell like you know 60, 70 hours a week, and wow. there's no way that I can possibly do my business and we're going to talk about the same time. So on purpose, I moved to San Francisco, California. I said, I said, all right, y'all, I was, I was working a shift one night to talk about. I was like, all right, y'all, I'm, I'm done. Like I'm going to California. <laughs> I literally just, you know, my, I went home, I went upstairs. My parents were getting ready for bed or whatever. So I said, mom, I'm going to California. He's like, what? <laughs> like tonight? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going, I'm gone. When I, and I ended up packing everything I could into the, in, into the a car. And then I ate my first, my, my last meal out of Texas, what a burger with a Dr. Pepper. It was an A1 thick and hearty burger with a Dr. Pepper. And uh, it's my favorite burger. And uh, then I ended up going to San Francisco. And then for three years, I lived on the streets. I lived wow. on the streets. So that way, so I was in my, actually, let me lay back a little bit. Uh, I was in my car. And uh, I, so I driven up there. And then about, I guess, a month or two into it, I, uh, I got punched in the face, thrown out of the car, and uh, some guy ended up stealing the car, driving off with it. Thankfully, didn't, thankfully, he didn't steal my cell phone, so I called the cops, and ended up they they ended up chasing him down. They found him, they chased him down, except in the process they cut him off, and then he he swerved, hit a, hit a house, totaled the car, oh. and part of the house. Um, my insurance had just gone out a week before, so my insurance didn't cover it. That's still on my record. Then the insurance company still not the insurance the the people that I got the loan from for the car. Sorry, I'm rambling. Um, ended up uh, it's still it's still it hits my credit every single month. 
it's been hitting my credit every single month ever since this happened. This was like five or six years ago. Anyways, but I was so I was I was so persistent um, that I decided to to live on the streets, and that's when the this so this was, so I was only on, in my car for like two months, and after that I lived on the streets for about three years. So Steve, um, I'm hearing, I'm wow. hearing you know there's, there's a lot of persistence and a lot of heart. Like you know you got you got all those things, and you were definitely hit with some things you know that are partially your responsibility. Like all of us, you know we make a mistake and then we're accountable for it. Um, but talk about some of the back reasons too, because. I can tell you there's people here that, you know, we've got ADHD, there's some people with bipolar, there's some people who have issues they're dealing with. If you wouldn't mind sharing just a little bit about yourself and some of the things that might have affected you, know, you and put you into that space. Yeah, so I have schizophrenia, and that's something I got when I was 19, and uh, I was I was in college at the time, and uh, it really affected my decision-making process. Um now I had to, and I, I started experiencing a lot of like uh, verbal hallucinations where I thought someone was out to get me, and uh, and then I had like these. It was just a big like paranoia, like a real massive paranoia. And um, you know, I remember the first time it happened, driving was a big was a big thing. And the first time it happened, my dad said, "Pull over to IHOP, get a get a get some blueberry pancakes." And for some reason, that that helps. Um, but yeah, over the years, it was when I was nineteen up until. I guess I was like, uh, gosh, well, you see, you, cause when you get something like that, you, you start to think like, Oh, I don't have that. That's ridiculous. Only 1%, only 1% of the population has that. I don't have that. And, uh, so you start to like psych yourself out, especially as you start to take some medicine and you start to feel better, you know, you start to be like, oh, I don't have this. So I, this went back and forth until I was like, you know, 26, 25, I guess. And, um, so yeah, I don't know. But then, uh, you know, basically, what I have is like it, um, you have uh, visual hallucinations, you have audio, audio, audio hallucinations, mm -hmm. and uh, the video, the the audio, the visual hallucinations are um, they start off as shadows, and um, they're like shadow people, and um, they they start on the walls mainly. They usually go like you know throughout the room and around the walls, and then if you don't get if you don't take medicine, what happens is they, the shadow people turn into color people. And then they turn. Then they get off the walls, and then it just gets. Wow. After a few weeks, they're just like everywhere. Wow, it's crazy. But I've, I'm, I've actually, I know it's not going on now. Nobody freak out. It's not going on like now. But, um, but it's like, uh, yeah. I mean, I had to learn to live with that. You know, imagine like being in college and having something like that happen. You know, um, and so. Chris and I talk about empathy a lot and, and, you know, so imagine, and, and the reason I just wanted you to share that with, before we talk about all the awesome things you're doing is, you know, somebody might be saying like, Oh, this person's this, this person's that, or, or, you know, this person behaves a certain way. Here's the reality. You're literally seeing or hearing something. I had an amazing opportunity. Is that your, your, your question? No, it's, he's listening to us through the speaker and it's feeding back to his microphone. Oh, here, do I need to take this off and then use uh, my computer speakers? If you can use the headphones, that's the better thing. Yeah, yeah headphones. sure, yeah, okay. Yeah, what a what a dramatic story, Stephen. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, that's important for, and I appreciate your vulnerability in that because so many people sometimes feel like insecure or they don't want to share stuff like that. So thank you for sharing that because that's what we pride ourselves on in this show is the conversations that we have are vulnerable and they're real because some people out there are struggling with things and they're not they're not vocalizing them. And then once you vocalize them and you start the healing process, you can become stronger like you are. And we're going to get into some of the stuff that you're doing now, which is quite amazing, which I've personally seen. 
So, so definitely thank you for, uh, for being on here and, uh, and sharing this. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and you know what I'd love just, um, cause I think it's important for, you know, anybody, you know, Chris and I have talked about like ADHD, bipolar, um, you know, all kinds of things that a huge percentage of people are either struggling with or have someone in the family struggling with. And when we don't understand it or non empathetic towards it, it can really disrupt a lot of our lives. And so with a little empathy and saying like, wow, like if I woke up one day and there were color people in my face, I'm probably going to have a really tough day. Yeah. And so what would you tell everybody if they hear that somebody's schizophrenic or, you know, like suffering with that at some capacity? What's yeah. something that you'd like to share a line before we move on from that and talk about some of your amazing accomplishments? You mean someone, what would I tell somebody with schizophrenia? Yeah, just, no, somebody, something about it. You know, so we've got people here going, oh, well, what's that? Is that scary? Is that bad? Is that like they're labeling it because we're humans. Well, number, we do. number one, people are always scared about, uh, scared of what they don't know. Yeah. So um, we're not, we're not dangerous people, you know, and we're not, we're not the, Point zero 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 one percent of the population that you see on TV about that, that the news that the news covers, you know, sure. and uh, a lot of it, it's a real, it's a real mental, it's an, it's, it's, it's an individual battle, right? Because y'all don't see the hallucinations, or we see the hallucinations, but y'all don't. It's a very, it's very. Uh, a lot of times, in fact, if we, we get real, um, we and and I still get real paranoid about people talking about me because of voices that I've heard, you know. So we get we get real paranoid about when, especially when we're in a work setting, which is why it's, it's hard for a lot of us to work because mm -hmm. we're constantly, if we're constantly around like a bunch of people, you know, in a restaurant or whatever, we're all we're hearing all day is, oh, you see what he did that? Like, you know, it's, it's always it's always about us. Not, it's always bad things about us, you know. And it does something I still will deal with. That's why it's hard for me to, you know. So how can how can people around you help you? Because I mean, this this is the kind of stuff I want to throw out there for the world right, right now. You know, yeah. I mean, like I've got somebody who's, you know, bipolar as a friend, somebody with ADHD. It's fun to know like a tool or two to be a good friend. So how could we could be good friends to you or in the workspace, a coworker? What are some tips that, you know, we can better understand that what you're dealing with? Um, I don't know. I, I feel I feel kind of weird saying this, but um, we get real depressed, you know, because we we're constantly hearing bad things about us. If you could just like say something positive about us, I don't know. I'm not. I, 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 no, sounds, that's awesome. That's what we want. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. There's nothing. There's no reason to say like that. That's what I want you to say. Like, because <laughs> here's the thing. Some people just go through life. Chris and I were always talking. We just said it. I said, go for, help heal humanity. Go say something nice to somebody. Like, that's the whole point. And so if people understand that there's people out there that maybe somebody walks by you and you're looking at them like this or something, instead of judges being like, hey, you look nice in that shirt, and you're like, thank you. Like, like, yeah, let's you don't know what the person's thinking. You think a person could be thinking that they hear they hear something when they really didn't, and then you're thinking, and then it, you know, it just makes it way worse. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, good. So, so hopefully, the people who listen to this can take that into mind that we need to be kind regardless of whether somebody appears to be. Because I think a lot of us do the quick judge and go, "Oh, yeah. that person's acting weird," or "That person's doing this," and then instead of just being like, "Hey, how are you?" Like, mm -hmm. "Hey, you look nice today," or or Hey, you know, are you enjoying this music too? Just whatever it is, it's like we just need yeah. to be kind. So, with some kindness in mind, we've had some people that must have been kind to you because you've been doing some amazing things. Talk about, you know, you went from this space of being homeless that you first uh, moved out in Seattle, had some tough stuff, came back home, went out to the Bay Area. Uh, now you're in DC. What yeah. got you over to DC? What kind of things are you doing? How amazing is it that, you know, with something you're struggling with, 
you found a space that you're constantly created, constantly persevering. Just talk about where you're at now and what that looks like and some of the yeah. cool things you're doing. Sure. So now, um, you know, I guess now I'm about four. I want to say I had, I had a little, I had a little, um, uh, think a little break in between. I, I want to say I'm about four or five years stable, but I had like a little summer, uh, maybe three years ago, not on, not had anything to do with drugs. Um, it was the schizophrenia and uh, just being off medication. So if you're listening to this and you have been, if you have an illness, just just stay on your medication. Um, but anyway, so I guess so. I'm stable. The point is, I'm stable. Um, so I was in I was in Austin. That's where I'm from. And uh, I uh, met this girl on Facebook, and she lives here in DC. And ended up flying up here, and now we're engaged. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, and I'm also uh, I've been working on this this business called Reach. The first business when I went to see it, San Francisco is also called Reach, but I ended up liking the name, so I ended up calling this business Reach as well. Um, mm. But it could, uh, anyways, so this business is called Reach. If you don't mind, I wouldn't. Can I can I share my screen? Yeah, there should be an option for you to share the screen. All right. So this business is called it's called Reach. So what? Share and screen. Steven, I'll, I'll add real quick too. One of the things that Chris and I talk about all the time is be part of the solution and not part of the problem. And when you started explaining this to us, we loved it because I think it's so great that you're always being active and be a part of the solution and not the problem. Yeah, and I've got, I've got to know you and I've got to see what it is that you're going to share. Nelly from Hooked on Humanity says this man is literally unstoppable. I would oh, like yeah. to echo that. Thank you, Nelly, for saying that. Nelly's going to be on the show here pretty soon. She's has, she has an amazing story as well. Steve, that was says, at you, by the way. Nelly said that about you, just <laughs> yeah. so you know. She's yeah, not me. About you, Stephen. <laughs> um, Robert says here, I admit to being uh, deliberately kind often. Absolutely, you got to got our brother Ray in the house. He's posting all sorts of links. He's uh, an yeah, advocate for yeah, Nami. No, I love Nami. So we got uh, we got Nami in the house. Uh, Robert says, grateful that I was able to work through it with professional help and a habit of loving on people. It allowed me to discover that I hadn't yet known joy, but I do now. That's amazing. Ray's posting. In case anybody's watching or listening to this, we got uh, some some uh, resources that Ray's posting up here. 988lifeline.org, I believe that says. Yep. It almost says like feline, but I think it says lifeline. Um, and uh, yeah, nami.org. And he's talking about mental health matters. Absolutely. So thank you guys all, right. all for being here. And if the show is impacting you, please share this out. And if you have any questions for us, you know, by all means, engage with us. This is a conversation with all of us together. So um, thank you all for being here. And uh, if you're ready, um, by all means, share your screen. Yeah. So this is the this is the company that I'm working on. Uh, like I said, it's called Reach. I'm going to share the screen here. Is this going to... There we go. All right. So basically, I feel like I've gotten to the point in my life where now I want to reach back and help, help everybody else out. Um, so it's called... Can you all see this, by the way? Yeah. It's right, right up cool. there on the screen. Nice. Okay. So it's called Reach. And Digital Washington said in his speech, and I think it was the University of Pennsylvania, whenever he said, work hard to, work hard to be successful. I'm paraphrasing. Work hard to be successful, and then when you get it, reach back pull, and pull somebody else up. So that's why that's Amen. the theme of this uh, business here. It's a life coaching and communication solutions business, and what I mean by that is um, it's founded by the people that are helping that the organizations are helping. So, um, and these are these are our stories and what made and what we believe could have made it easier for us. Um, and so what is so basically so what is the business actually, Stephen? Because so basically it's uh, yeah, so it's a, it's an app. It's it's an app, and uh, basically it's, it's a communications platform that we believe will shorten the time people spend struggling by shortening the time it takes to reach out for help. 
Um, the, the idea is like, look, I, you know, there's so many times when I had to go and I had to take an hour long bus ride to like see my social worker or, you know, it, wait in a long waiting room and things like that. And that's still going on today. So basically what I did was I made this app and I said, I said, you know, here now these organizations can list their programs. They can list their classes. They have a spot for your members. Uh, if you have like a recovery group that you want to list, you can list it on here and then people can join your group. You can uh, do it like, uh, you know, just all through the app. And you can even you can even live stream, live stream on it, too. So if you want to become a member, you can just go to more and then become member, go to that members. Um, so on here, you can also list your program. So let's say like, um, you know, Chris, you want to list your program on here. You can do that as well. Um, if you have a uh, if the organization wants to have their own uh, private group uh, and they have a, you know, just for their staff members, they can do that. Then that's just for them great classes. You can reach your coaches one-on-one -on -one, and you can also schedule time with them. So Chris, again, if you want to get on here, um, I am on there, dude, you know, you I'm on there. I haven't seen, I haven't seen you become a member. I haven't seen you on the members. Uh, thing so, yet. Who, so Steven, so just so yeah. people are listening, who is this okay. for, who's this for and, and, and walk me through like real slowly. Okay. Just, who's this for? So who would be using this? Is this somebody who's homeless? Is this somebody who's struggling? Yeah. Um, and, yeah. right. and not just that, but how can they use this? So like, Walk me through like a scenario where this would be amazingly helpful. Let's say that, you know, for whoever it's for. So talk about who it's for and then how I can use this to really benefit me. Um, yeah, well, let's say that you're homeless and uh, that you're struggling with the drug addiction. We'll just use my story. Um, and uh, so let's say if you're, you're homeless, you're struggling with the drug addiction, but you're having to like call your friends to have them, you know, pick you up to go to AA meetings and, uh, you know, pay for gas and or even like, you know, um, I guess nowadays they do have online cloud. They do have a online AA meetings, but this is something where it's like it's like instant. Basically, imagine having your sponsor on here, but you don't have a sponsor yet. So you know, anyways, but imagine there's like there's sponsors on here, and you can literally at any at any time of the day reach out to them by messaging them, say, "Hey, I need help. Are you free?" You know, and it's like this, this is something you can reach out instantly for help. It's not like no, no, no more, you know, hour long bus rides, like I've reiterated and, you know, nothing like that. This is like instant help. Right. And also on here, like I said, you can, they can have their programs. Where is it? So they can, they can list their programs. So if they need, so let's say me, I need help with uh, housing. You know, I need help with getting assistant with housing. Well, then I join the housing program and um, then you can have in there. You can, you, and then, and then after that, you get connected to a social worker. And then you can talk to your social worker via messaging and things like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, nice. So, so it's the time that people that people need that people have to spend to get help. Because right now people are really having to spend a lot of time to get help, and that needs to change. That needs it needs to be like, look, you need help. Here you go. It's right here. Super cool. What about some of the groups? Like I think uh, was it Ray who put that in? He was talking to like like Nami. Like mm -hmm. uh, oh yeah, here I get out of this. Oh. oh. No, no, no. I was just, right. I was, just, I was yeah. asking you. So, like a group like Nami, have you spoken to them? To maybe they can be a kind of like the sponsor of this, and maybe they can use this so they can help plug people into programs. Because if this is already a great tool, I'm just thinking out loud. What if they were the ones who were kind of managing it so that people can get the resources they need through this and use this as a vehicle to to support people like you, you know, in time of need. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I mean. So it's not. It's not just for like one organization. It's. It's. It's kind of like. Uh, as a, as Christopher was, we're, we're kind of talking about, about mighty mighty networks. You know, it's it's one of the it's like it reaches more of like a it's like a platform, and people mm -hmm. in different organizations can use it. To, you know, 
just make it easier for the people that are helping. So yeah, NAMI would be, be would be a great um, organization. Yeah, you should definitely reach out to them. I mean, have them have a part of, have them a part of that. My question to you, man, is is when you, as as you've done this and as you've gone through this evolution of being homeless and, and all the different di- the, the different offshoots that you've done and getting back on medication, how has that affected your personal relationships? I can imagine that some people back in the day would see Stephen as a certain way, but what what types of uh, evolutions have changed now that you've like established yourself and you have a strong foundation? Now you're engaged. Um, talk to us about the relationships and how those have been. Well, I think first of all, um, I think everybody thinks that they have a big, big, you know. There's, I think, I think everybody thinks everybody else is a big circle of friends. And if you, if you guys do, I think that's great. But no, I don't have a big circle. We don't have a big circle of friends. I got a lot of people that I know, um, but I don't have a big giant circle of friends. You know, like they like they show on TV shows and stuff. When I was in high school, I used to think that I had a lot of friends and I did. I didn't know a lot of people, but they all kind of dropped out after you know. I left and after college and all that and after seeing me go through what I went through schizophrenia I could blame that I could blame that if I wanted to but the point is not everybody has this big circle of friends I think most people somebody wrote an article about it um and I think uh, somebody wrote an article about it that I read and it's she was talking about how you know everybody has this big you think because you know society makes us believe that everybody has a big circle of friends but not we really don't um yeah. so what about those who are close to you like how yeah close you- to <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean everything is everything is everything's good. My family, um, I feel like we're we're a lot closer, definitely a lot closer than, than, than you know than when we're than we were. Um, you know, and plus, you know, I'm engaged. Erin's actually uh, she's at work right now, waiting tables. But um, uh, no, that's 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 going really well. Um, awesome. So. So what about, you know, you, you had said that, um, you know, with your dad, as far as, you know, there was some friction there, you know, early on or whatever. What does that look like? Because I'm, I'm trying to just visualize that because we've all had struggles with our parents or with people. And, you know, you throw in, you know, something like this that you're suffering from, especially before it's fully defined. What does that look like from, you know, the minute that, you know, you left to go to Seattle to now? Like, how does that how does that look? You know, because he's got to understand you more. You understand his perspective. How do you guys meet in the middle and what do you guys do with that? Because I mean that's probably awesome that you guys are connecting again. Oh yeah, no, we're good. We're good now. Um I don't know. I mean my my dad my dad's a really good guy. You know, I mean, uh, I've I've never even seen him raise his voice to my mom. I mean, he's just he's not he's not that kind of guy. Um he was a little bit frustrated that he was paying rent um, for a place where he was housing somebody who was on drugs. And I understand that. But um no, nah, we have a good relationship. You know? That's awesome. So a lot of people, a lot of people are out there struggling right now. And then just, I mean, the chaos and everything else that's going on in the world. When I think of Steven, I've had a chance to know you a little bit more um, over the, you know, being introduced to the app and everything. Talk to us about perseverance, because one thing I get about you, and that's why I titled the show about perseverance. What mm-hmm. recommendations do you have for people when they're feeling like they're stuck and they're feeling like there's no other opportunities, whether it's, you know, schizo- I mean, everybody's struggling with something. What are, what are your what are your recommendations for getting out of our own way? Mm. Yeah, so uh, it's just all a matter of of goals. It's all, it's all it's all a matter of goal setting. You know, it's all a matter of like whenever I was laying on the concrete with my you know my head against the ground, I'm looking up. It's like I'm, I'm seeing my goals right in front of my mind, and then that's that's what keeps gets me to get up and keep on going. You know, it's all it's all about it's all about your goals. You know, and it's, and you have to. You know, my my biggest goal at the time was to get be successful in business, and I unfortunately didn't 
didn't succeed, but that but that is what what, what got me through it, and, and I'm still working on business as you just saw. You know, I'm still I that one didn't succeed, so now I'm working on the next one. But um, you know, a lot of businesses fail, but it, it's all about your goals. Is that you know having your goals at the forefront of your mind, and I, the way I look at it, um, literally, is uh, you have a V, and you have uh, you basically have your your goals, you know, all inside the V. You know, so you think about your vision, right? And you block everything else on the on the outside out, and you just focus on on the good stuff. Love it, love it. So, what is your why? I mean, when you think about your story and what you've shared already, thank you very much. When you think about that, you know, so many people want to just give up and they want to crawl in a hole and they want to just blame everybody else. What keeps you going? Um, you know, uh, just you know, family and 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 being successful. You know. I've, I'm, Aaron and I, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're about to get married and, uh, and just, you know, growing closer to my family. And that, that's, that's, what's really important is, is just, you know, just being closer to family and having, having strong, strong bonds there. Um, and then they talk about, uh, you know, how you have, uh, you know, the pie of life. Right. So yeah. that's kind of, that's, that's what else is, that's another thing that's keeping me going is because I've, I've got my, I've got my family, I've got my business, I've got fitness that I'm working on now. And then, you know, I'm going to have the other areas as well um, filled in. And uh, like I said, just, it's just, I don't mean it. It's just, it's really, it's just really all about goals. You know, it's just just about just prioritizing and um, and setting goals. So here's a quick question too, because I I hear you and Chris and I have, you know, definitely been in the same space as you, where we want to do more, we want to do more. And one of the things I'd love to throw at you and maybe something to think about is for a long time in my life, it was always like, as soon as I do this, as soon as I do this, as soon as I do that. And then I got to a point where, I mean, you know, for the most part, I accomplished pretty much everything I had set my mind to, you know, I didn't have an airplane or things like that, but everything I really asked for, I had. And then I sat there and I'm like, is this it? And then I rewound and realized, there's something in the present moment and there's nobody who shares it more eloquently than Chris. You know, he always talks about the moments. And so, you know, even though the goals are, you know, maybe reach, you know, really takes off or maybe this happens or this happens. Isn't this it right now though? You know, sure, yeah. three, three guys having a great conversation. You know, you've got a, a beautiful, you know, fiance, a former soon to be your wife who's going to uh, pop back into your world in moments and maybe she'll snag some dessert that though, you know, bring it back to you or whatever. I mean, this is, this is it right here. And so tell me about what that could look like, you know, for Steven, because one of the things that I, like I'm hearing a lot too, and I do it too, is we keep ourselves so busy to eliminate being in that present moment, but this is a pretty good present moment. You know, there's a lot of awesome things and use the word connections. What do you think about the present moment and how can you really start being more just being the human being, Steven? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just being in the present moment. I don't know. That, that's like, it's hard for me to, to grasp, honestly. <laughs> and it, it no, it's, a, it's a weird thing to grasp. And, and, and I'll throw something at you too, because when people put those things into my brain the first few times, I always look at it this way. They went here and then the seed was planted into my heart and then it resonated. And so I'm just throwing a suggestion out there because I wish somebody planted this seed earlier for me that you can be a beautiful person in this very moment. You don't need to do anything. And so to the point that you asked, like, I'm saying kind things because I just like talking to you. Like, I don't like you don't need to ask me for it. And mm-hmm. so how cool is it that we all get to have this present moment 
And what are you going to do with your present moments tonight? Like, let's let's never mind the future reach. What are you going to do with like when she comes home? Like, isn't it going to be fun just to see the people you love? Know that yeah. you just made this awesome podcast. It's going to help somebody else tomorrow. I mean, this is awesome, right? Yeah. What do you think? I mean, what do you right, think? What, what am I gonna What am I gonna do? Um, I just, what are you gonna do with your, your the present moment now? Like nothing that you know you have to worry about in two years or build something. Just you know, just being Steven today. I would just finish up watching football, I guess. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my question for you: You mentioned your dad a few times, and and I get the impression he's a pretty uh, a terrific guy. What are some of the big lessons that you have really learned from him? Now that you're an adult, you're going to get married. What are some things that you feel that he's really taught you about life that you implement today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I mean, just the way they trace my mom. You know, he. Uh, he has never even raised his voice at my mom and uh scared of her huh <laughs> <laughs> she'll put no, the whip on him huh <laughs> <laughs> no, they, really, they, have a, they have a really good relationship um so just the way they treat her, you know just just respect is one thing that he, he definitely taught me teaches me um you know uh whenever uh whenever i was 13 we went on a uh we went we, we went to we like we rented a hotel room. Uh, we were living in Grand Cayman, and I uh, lived rented this hotel room out by the water. And we went. Um, we also went snorkeling, or not? We went uh, on this big submarine dive. The point I'm trying to get at is when I was 13, we went, we went on this kind of like retreat, you could say. And he he kind of like you know laid out the this is how you're supposed to treat a woman. This is how you're supposed to you know this is how you should live. And like this you know here's you know these, these are some morals that you should adopt and i mean that's yes um so there's that um yeah teaching me how to drive that was fun <laughs> <laughs> i'm doing that with my daughter right now it's crazy it's so weird yeah. yeah cool very cool now your dad sounds like a great guy michael always had nice things to say about him too and sounds like a great role model what are some other role models that you had in your life and some of the things that you know, are still resonating with you today as far as, you know, Michael, your mom, like who else has, you know, brought some great lessons into Steven's mind? Yeah. Um, I mean, there was a, there was this guy, um, what was his name? Um, he, uh, he was, he was a real estate agent and, mm-hmm. um, we, we really, we, we only talked like one or two times. Um, but he had, he had dropped these, he dropped these, uh, these tapes off and it's, 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 it's like a big series and, and he had written it all. It's uh, these tapes and, and books and everything. And he had, he had given it to my dad to give it to me. Um, and, uh, it was these like motivational tapes and, uh, and, 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 and things. And I, I guess that, and he, uh, he was, and I, I guess that it, it just resonated with me. And, um, and that's why I'm still doing that now. <laughs> Is you know motivational wanting to be a motivational coach and uh, and starting this app and uh, you know having this life coaching thing and like I think that, I think that was a very um, that was a very inspirational time. Um, nice. Yeah, that's that's what that's what happened for me. People ask me like when when I was homeless and everything, living in this cheesy, trashy hotel, somebody came up to me and they gave me these Tony Robbins tapes. It was personal power one. And yeah. I'm like, 
like, oh, hey, I want to give you these tapes. I think you should listen to them. It was a really nice guy that lived at the motel. He actually lived there. And I was like, Who, what band is this? You know, I, I knew tapes from, right. from bands. He's like, no, no, I think you should listen to this. I was probably about 15 years old, maybe 16. And um, I popped him in my cassette player. I actually just switched out my my eight track player in my 1973 Ford Maverick. Uh-huh. Um, and I put a cassette player in there I found in the trash. It only had one channel, but I was like, I've got one channel. So I popped the tape in there. I hear this guy. Oh, this is Tony Robbins. Those tapes changed my life. Yeah. And then even from that point, from then on, I started going to the Anaheim Public Library and I would check out Zig Ziglar and all the W. Clement Stone. I remember all the different um, Brian Tracy. I would just I would just get addicted to that. And still to this day, I have an Audible account. I'm still always like watching Ed Milet and Tom Bilyeu and um, still Tony Robbins to this day. So to your point, I mean, it's important that we continue to immerse our mind in that positive education and everything else. Who are some of the um, who are some of the people that you uh, that you recommend that really inspire you? Like Same as people. Far as, no, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Zig Ziglar uh, is my is my favorite person for for sales motivation. What do you like um, about him? He, I mean, first of all, he's a really good storyteller. <laughs> uh, you know, he's he's very good at selling stories. I like the one where he talked about priming the pump, where it's. <laughs> You heard yeah. that one where he's, he's priming I the pump and then there's the water coming out, but then finally at that very last moment, because if you don't, if you if you stop pumping, even though there's no, you don't see any water, if you stop pumping, and and you let go, then um, then the uh, then all that water that all that all that water that was about to come up just goes all the way back to the bottom. So you have to keep pumping and keep pumping and keep pumping, and finally it's called priming the pump, and then finally all that water starts going into your bucket. So you have to just keep on going. Yeah, no, Zig Ziller, he's great. Um, uh, you know, I mean, and just you know, Tony Robbins, Mel Robbins. There it is. Um, Are you like Mel Robbins? Yeah, I mean, I love her five, four, three, two, one. That right, is like yeah, that has changed. That has changed my life because they sit there in our brain. I was telling this somebody today on a coaching call. I said, you know, our brain is designed and wired for a safety and security. But, you know, obviously we live in an abundant world now. We don't have to worry about, you know, dinosaurs chasing us and all other sorts of shit. But she talks about the fact that we wake up, we, we, we set the intention the night before, like, I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to wake up at five o'clock. I'm going to go work out. The alarm goes off and we think, oh, if I have just, you know, 15 more, more minutes of sleep, I'm going to feel better. But that five, four, three, two, one, we got to act within those first five seconds because our brain's like trying to protect us. We have to yeah. get up. So I, I love that you brought up Mel Robbins. Absolutely. And I just want to make sure this is the correct link to, to for if people are interested in checking out more about the app, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Reach us not today. I had a, actually, I originally had it at reach me. It was reachme.org or something or it was reach.me. Um, but I was stupid and I posted it on Facebook. Um, and um, I'm just a really, I, I, I run my mouth if you can't tell. Uh, so I, uh, I was, I posted on Facebook and then I posted on uh, somebody who was pretty famous. Um, He's a pretty famous drummer, and uh, I posted on his. I don't think he's the one that did it. Uh, it was Ralph Hardeman. He's a he's a he's, a, he's I don't know if you guys know, but he's a real famous drummer. And I posted it on his Facebook, um, and I think that uh, I think that somebody had seen that, and then they bought it all, thinking that I would just buy it from them. It was oh. crazy because after that, it was like after right after I posted that, reach reached out me got 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 bought up, and then uh, what was it? Reachme.org got bought up, and I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Anyways, but that's the right link. <laughs> Reach us out today. So you never fail. You either win or you learn, and you learn. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. 
cool, so what cool. are some final thoughts that you want to leave the audience with tonight? Like we're like people are struggling right now. They're watching this broadcast. They're listening to it on podcasts. Like what would you say to somebody right now who's in those dire streets right now? Maybe they're on the streets. Maybe they're about to be on the streets. Maybe they're going through a divorce. They got all sorts of different turmoil going on. Inflation's yeah. happening and everything else. What are some inspiring words that you would say? Because I mean, you're definitely an inspirational person. I, and I believe that you have definitely reached people today, reached people today. Um, right. what, are some, what are some final words that you would want to our, our audience to listen to? Um, I think it's uh, just, it's okay not to be okay. Um, yeah. I mean, just like it's a, it's not, it's a normal reaction. Um, um, but definitely having those, uh, those goals at the front of your mind is what's, what's really going to help push you forward. I guess it's, all i can say <laughs> awesome awesome man steven this has been an amazing conversation thank you so much for being here we got our we got it we talked about serena at the beginning of the show serena go back and watch it we always talk about you at the beginning of the show so serena buffalino is one of the most amazing people that i know that we know um she started help heal humanity um just like just had a just a, a burning desire in her heart to go to haiti um she's all she's a small little pint-sized little girl woman I should say woman, uh, and went there and decided to build a school in one of the roughest neighborhoods of Haiti. And she's just massively inspirational. And you are too, Steven. So thank you for being here. We're going to place you backstage and Scott and I are going to finish out the show, but don't go anywhere. Um, and we're Scott and I want to talk to you afterwards, but, uh, thank you for being on here on the unfiltered experience, brother. All right. Thanks. Thanks You're welcome. Don't go anywhere. And there we have it. Scott, another very inspirational candidate conversation about, um, the things that go on in life and how we can overcome them and persevere. What are some, uh, what are some thoughts from the conversation with Steven? And thank you for bringing him on the show. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um, I just, I mean, you, you know, my take on every, everything with this, every single one of us is a perspective point of source. And so there's nobody here who's better or worse than anybody else. It's very simple. We've got a brilliance that's inside us and we've got mirrors around us so you're a mirror chris you know steven's a mirror ray's a mirror serena's a mirror ray, you know we're all robert's mirror we're all mirrors to one another and the beautiful thing is the more we connect with other people the more mirrors we have to grow so i think you know this show explains that perfectly you know we've got an opportunity to take a look at different people learn from them everyone we have in the show brings a new perspective and there's something we can learn and i think the biggest point that we can get from steven is the idea of perseverance. And I think that's the lesson today. Um, you know, we talked about goals. I think, you know, for Steven too, do a little bit of just being, because sometimes when we just chase, 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 we're never enjoying those moments. But um, the idea of making sure that we have something in front of us to, like I always say, create that vision, then go get it when you align to your mission. So let's keep aligning our mission, make sure we're persevering, keep kicking ass just like Steven. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I echo those words as well. Serena says here, she goes, words of wisdom by Chris and Scott. Love you Thank too. You Thank you for shedding, for shedding perspective on sharing perspective on humanity. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We talk about help heal humanity, sweetheart. You are a glowing light. And I, I would echo your comments as well. I mean, it's all about perseverance. It's all about not looking and blaming you notice that nothing in steven's comments tonight were about blaming nothing about him being a victim he just kept taking consistent action imperfect action all over the time but he, he remains solid in his vision like he talked about the v and i love the fact that once you have your vision once you have your clarity once you have your mission in life you know what no matter whatever obstacles you guys go through 
look at those opportunities as growth opportunities. If it's a challenge and it's got you down, ask yourself, what am I supposed to be learning from this? How am I supposed to be gaining from this? I mean, it's one of the perspectives that has helped me go from being homeless as well and ultimately being a seventh grade dropout to getting a master's degree and, and to having this amazing life. But to your point, Scott, I mean, it's so true. I was that person. I was always in fucking go mode. Go, 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 go. What's the next thing I got to accomplish? You and I have that similarity in, in corporate life and everyone. Like as long as I'm go, 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 as long as I'm pleasing, as long as I'm making more money, as long as I'm getting my ego fed, I'm good. But life is right now, ladies and gentlemen, right fucking now. Life is right now and it's up to us to decide and to choose to slow down and to prioritize what's most important. Number one, self-love. I can't believe how many conversations I've had over the last two years where people struggle just loving themselves. So if you're out there in video land or in audio land and you're struggling to love yourself, stop. Collaborate and listen, sorry. Um, <laughs> music comes into my brain, stop. And actually just decide for yourself, like, hey, what is it that I'm tolerating? What is it that I can let go of? What is no longer serving me? Because as we continue to evolve, we have to let things go. If we let things go, then we have more opportunities to receive things in. But so often we're hanging on to everything else. We wanna just stay the same and stay, cer stay certain. But the thing about life is to expand and to grow and to go out there and to conquer and to, and to have experiences, but just be in the moment. Like when you're with a family, you know, every single day is a gift. You never know when you're not going to see somebody anymore. And for me personally, I always tell you, Scott, I love you. I always tell everybody I love them. When I leave my house, I tell my son I love him. I tell my wife, you know, I tell my son every single day, I'm proud of you. I love you. I don't know if I'm going to drop dead from a heart attack, an aneurysm, I'm going to get hit by a car. Something could happen to all of us. Be in those moments with your family members and cherish those, cherish those times, cherish that opportunity with yourself, take care of yourself, love yourself, go out there and make an impact in the world. And whatever Scott and I can do, we're both coaches. We both have coaching programs. Whatever we can do to help you guys move along, let us know. And most of all, please share the show out because this is an important show where we're talking about, you know, different situations that we've all experienced. Most of all, Stephen, and he was vulnerable in this. Let's go out there and help other people that are experiencing mental health challenges and let them know that they're okay. Because I love that Stephen said that because we are all okay. We're all awesome. And to your point, Scott, nobody's better than anybody else. I don't care how much money you have, how much fame you have. Olivia Newton-John just died at 73 years old. She had fame. She had everything else but she could not live any longer. So right now, go live your life, guys. Let us know what we can do for you. We're gonna be back here again next Friday, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And as always, as always, please go check out theunfilteredexperience.com. Join the Facebook community, come interact with us. And if you have a guest, if you heard somebody else on another podcast, or you yourself feel that you would be a qualified guest to come on here and ram with us, please let us know whatever topics you want us to have. We would love to know those so we can entertain you guys and uh, help us all grow and learn together. So thank you guys for being here. We appreciate you. Go out, have, have an amazing weekend. Go have amazing moments and let us know how the show impacted you by in the, typing in the comments what your takeaway is. What is your one takeaway that you're going to take from this conversation? Let Stephen know that his time here was well served. Let us know what it is that he said that impacted you guys. We appreciate you. We'll see you back here next Friday night with another amazing guest, another awesome conversation and we love and appreciate you guys so with that we will see you next week yes you guys are all perfect and yes 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 Don't yes yes yes